Tailgater Sports. Hello, hello, guys. Yes, that is right. Another episode of Tailgater Sports. And yes. don't look now, but I think I think I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'll explain later. But before we yeah. get to that, let's bring in my two co-hosts, the guys who ride shotgun with me every episode. His name is Randy. He's our resident Green Bay Packers fan. He's the only guy what fighting up? for Jordan Love. Um, you've heard him on The Woody Show. You've heard him on What's New with Menace. You've heard him on 75 <laughs> other so podcasts, true. probably. Randy, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. That's a, it's a pretty good introduction. I really, I'm sorry to believe that i'm the only person who's advocating and rooting for jordan love so it's it's a tough it's a tough hill to die on it's a tough yeah it's a tough sell when you're trying to replace one of oh, the best yeah. qbs that to ever play the game oh, before yeah. <laughs> before his career's over so um let's bring in the third voice on the podcast his name is tyler he's the punching bag of every situation he's our atlanta falcons fan tyler how you doing oh uh, you know i'm doing pretty good a little heartbroken i saw a falcons meme this morning that kind of broke my heart espn posted a picture and said my plans, and then it's a picture of Devontae Freeman jumping into the end zone during the Super Bowl, and the next pick said 2020, and it's Tom Brady holding the trophy, oh. and my heart broke. My heart broke. I can't follow NFL meme pages, man, because eventually you you pick up on what team user likes. Like, uh, you go through their content, like, there's an oddly low amount of Bears material, Bears memes I'm seeing. That's the one reason why I can't follow those meme pages. They're too biased. Yeah, so. you get tons of Cowboys thing. fans, tons of, like, yeah, memes against man. the Cowboys, uh, memes against social distancing from the, the Lombardi Trophy, stuff like that. Yep. You got to get ones that's, like, low-hanging fruit, like, easy jokes to be made. Or it's ones with oh, yeah. big enough fan bases where it's a universal hate towards that team. Right, right. Yeah, and the ironic thing is that this post wasn't even from a meme page. It was from ESPN. Oh, nice. Oh. Worse. That, that, is always, that is always crappy when an actual official account takes a swipe at you. <laughs> like the Bills back in the day, before, you know, they were playoff perennial powerhouses like they are now. Um, every year during playoff time, they would get tons of shots taken at them. Bleacher Report, oh. ESPN. Oh, it's so many years or blah, blah, blah. Like they're allergic to the playoffs, stuff like that. It's like, look, I can, I can handle a troll in, in their mom's basement. I don't need ESPN popping off, taking jabs at me for no reason. Yeah, and plus, exactly. and plus, like it's funny until the big dogs do it. Then it's like, okay, we get it. The meme's gonna, yeah, it's it's like, the, okay. the meme's gonna get dr- driven to the ground. But luckily, here at Tailgater, we keep it on bias. It's kind of yeah, right. We try to at least. It's kind of like um, <laughs> it's kind of like all these classic games that they're televising in um during this quarantine yeah. shutdown stuff. You know, they're trying to fill time slots on TV, so they're they're playing all these classic right. Super Bowls or whatever. I was never pumped for it because all of my teams have crappy histories. Like, so if I were yeah. to ever look up and there's a classic Bills game, it's probably wide right. It's probably a Music City Miracle where they lost in the wild card game over a forward pass, which they call lateral. It's probably one of the other three Super Bowls they lost. Like, I never have a good experience when it's a classic game around any of my teams. Yeah, I and then agree. Yeah, I, I have maybe one classic game, but all the other ones, the one Falcons game that always gets replayed is just Super Bowl 51 where it choked it and I yeah, cried. That, that's the tough part for you, though, because you're never going to be able to avoid that because it's a bad memory. And then also the fact that it's a tremendous comeback. And see, even for myself, though, like when Packers took on the, the Steelers back in 2011 for the Super Bowl, like I don't want to rewatch that game. I have no interest in rewatching old Super Bowl playoff games. I may have watched a little bit of one of the Kings, uh, one of the Kings games during one of their Stanley Cup runs yeah. on Fox Sports West or something like that. But, but yeah, I, I can't I, get I, into it. Especially, uh-huh. I mean, maybe if I don't know how it played out, I can hang in there a little longer. But yeah, dude, I don't. I don't watch old games. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. I feel like NHL games might be a little different though because series of seven. You know, whereas a Super Bowl, it's just one game. Uh, some, like I forget what happens in the 2007 Stanley Cup Finals, Game Three, Ottawa versus Anaheim. Like you know, I, I remember how it ends the whole series, but I forget the game. So I, I tend to, you know, I'm more. I feel like I'm more inclined to watch an NHL or a uh, baseball World Series replay championship game versus you know like the Super Bowl or something. So I guess this is a perfect time to bring it up. We mentioned it in the intro. Yes, I we do. Maybe see a light at the end of the tunnel, at least for pro sports. Maybe not for COVID nineteen shutdown and really stuff like that. But we might not have to watch replays anymore, old Super Bowls, because states are starting to open up, guys. Uh, Just today, California said they would be Mm -hmm. open to pro sports uh, without fans, obvious, returning in some form or fashion the first week of June. This is on top of New York doing it. Uh, Florida and Arizona have, I mean, did they even shut down? I don't think Florida or Arizona shut down at all, but they've been open for post. 
but they've been open for pro sports to be played in their states. So, yeah. guys, I mean, this is, I feel like we're slowly inching, inching closer. Um, the, we talked about it last podcast where we kind of felt like there was a little more upbeat, a little happier. But, I mean, uh-huh. these are, I think, pretty significant steps, at least, allowing, I mean, in some form, pro sports to be returned. I mean, obviously, it's right. probably not going to be as easy a process. They got to iron out everything when it comes to the league side of things. But the state being open to the return of pro sports is huge. Did the Lakers reopen their facilities already? I could have sworn I saw something. Did. They did, they did a couple days ago, yes. Now, see, that's confusing because I understand that Texas and Florida have, well, to be honest, they were never really closed to begin with. But, you know, you have places like the Lakers where they can go practice and stuff. But I don't know. The whole thing is confusing, man. Like the governor, one second is like, we're not going to see sports until 2021. Everyone loses their minds. At this point, I have been keeping up with the press conferences so at such a minimal pace or a minimal amount. Like, I didn't even know he said sports might be coming back in June. So I was I was just dumbfounded when people were talking about Dodger baseball in, in June. I'm like, what do you mean June? I thought we're coming back in 2021. So the whole mess is confusing. I'm just glad that the idea or the concept of sports even remotely coming back is in the air. Yeah, I totally agree with that because it's been 60, 70 days without sports. I'm slowly losing my mind. We should be at least almost a third or a quarter of the way into baseball season already. Mm -hmm. The conference finals for the NBA were supposed to be going on this past weekend and this week. The NHL Stanley Cup playoffs were supposed to be going on, and I'm missing all of it. I'd I'd rather watch uh, one of the horse races. I don't think it's the Kentucky Derby that starts first. I'd Uh, rather watch that than just sit here at home bored out of my mind see you've been sleeping on it probably literally sleeping korean baseball dude i've been watching that stuff every day whenever it's on it sucks for eric because eric is stuck in a room where he doesn't <laughs> no TV. tv yeah but today epic five run comeback sick games man i mean it's something i if they yeah. televised park and rec softball leagues i'd watch that too at this the point close, the closest i've come to watching real sports again is watching my brother play the show on his playstation it's which fun. is good it's, something. it's entertaining it's fun to watch but um it's it's not the same. It's just yeah. not the same. Even for myself who, I, you know, when it, when it comes to sports that I love the most, it goes hockey, football, then everything else. Uh, even I just have a bigger or a better appreciation for baseball where it's like, man, this time of year is baseball time, you know, and there's no baseball. So there's nothing to watch. Yeah, man. There's I'm nothing to coming up on summer in. where those daytime summer games just it's a different feel. Like I love yeah, nighttime man. at Dodger Stadium. But there's something about like going to a Sunday 110 opening pitch. Oh, yeah. The Michis are a little colder. The beer's a little better. I mean, they're still super expensive. But um, the daytime baseball, it's just, it, you're right, though. It's like we were coming to this this pinnacle of sports, the sports calendar, yeah. where you got the NBA playoffs, you got the NHL playoffs, baseball's getting going. So it's like you, you're, it's the new toy that's back for you to play with. But like I said, it's a, it's a pretty big step, in my opinion, in the right mm-hmm. direction to getting something back. And I mean, it all it all boils down to to money, basically. I mean, I'm sure Governor Newsom saw, hey, well, if we don't open the state, these guys are going to go play somewhere else. Like these teams are mm-hmm. now saying they're open to playing in another state yeah. just so they get a league under their belts. And guess what? If they're not in your state, you're not going to cash in in any ways. Even if there is, um, I saw an yeah. article that said um, that MLB games are going to be missing out on like six hundred and forty thousand so dollars a much game. Money. Without, without fans, that's just like ticket value, that's concession, uh-huh. stuff like that. So it makes sense. You know, almost 700K each game, but they're still making money. You know, like they're still, they still have to pay to play the game in the state. Right. So obviously, Newsom's not going to watch the Dodgers, the Angels, the Lakers, the Clippers all go to Arizona and pay Arizona to play there. So what, I, what's, where do they come to compromise? Hey, okay, let's open up for no fans, get the games uh, played, and still be in California. Here's the thing that confuses me, though, because for the majority of what I've been hearing as far as news goes, it sounds like Newsom is on one page and then the mayor of L.A., Grissetti's on another page. So I'm interested to see if, you know, like what's going to happen once June hits. And let's just say, let's just, let's just put a pin in June and say that's when everything's coming back, right, sports-wise. How is it going to work in the sense of Grissetti saying, we can't be doing this, we can't be doing that, LA is never going to be the same until yeah. there's a cure? Well, yeah, well, we touched, about this on, like, we touched about this on other podcasts where it kind of gets a little uh, messy once you get into state and 
citywide stuff, which sense. is what we talked about. I think we were talking about the return of NCAA football. It's right. kind of the same concept, stuff like that. I'm sure there will be a little more laxed on the rules if you know Le- LeBron yeah. James is trying to get into into practice or Kawhi is trying to go to practice, something like that. I'm sure there will yeah. be some kind of like referendum or adjustment made for professional practices right. and stuff like that. Because like we said, their facility is open already. You know, like they've been, yeah. they are able to at least go back into the facilities, but not in every city. That's the thing too. They still got to get over this hurdle of competitive yeah. fairness, stuff like that. Giannis Antetokounmpo apparently doesn't have a basketball court at his house, which how, amazes how me. Is that? Like it's, I, I get that there's some NBA players, some players in every league that are on different parts of their careers. Some are in right. condos, some, you know, don't have the outside features of wherever they live. Yeah, it makes sense. But I'm assuming Giannis Antetokounmpo has a nice house, a nice mansion. I think I looked it up once. It's like a multimillionaire mansion, you know, yeah, stuff like that. You couldn't put a basketball hoop somewhere on your property? I know. I mean, I get not ta- I get not bringing work home with you, but Jesus Christ, man. Come on. It's, it's not like you it's your only thing you're supposed to be doing. It's like you couldn't put a little hoop on your driveway, like right by your Seriously. garage. Seriously, just do it old school. Like or that. like, does I your mean, something? Does your neighbor not have a hoop? Somebody on your block, like, hey man, I'm gonna pay you. Here's three thousand dollars. Let me have that basketball hoop in your backyard. Move it into my yard. <laughs> All right. So two things. One being a, a thought that I've been having that's been bouncing around in my head that I, I I feel the need to share with people and see how what they feel about this. And then two, here's one of the things that's all I've also been thinking about. It doesn't really make any sense because again, we talked about the whole cities and states clashing. Let's say LA doesn't want to follow and play play ball, no pun intended, with Newsom in the state, right? How does it make sense then that the Dodgers won't be playing baseball or they won't be following the guidelines set, but the Angels, the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles or whatever they're called, Tyler, are going to be are going to be falling because they're in Orange County. Like that kind of stuff makes absolutely no sense to me. It's you're it's the same crap, dude. It's just a freeway separating you. And the thought of there not being Dodger baseball and just Angel baseball, it's just it's weird, man. It's a very well, weird concept. I can guarantee you it won't get down to that point because then that I hope screws not. up the entire league. You would have to you would have to move the Dodgers into another county just for them to play just because LA County wouldn't want them to reopen or whatsoever. So maybe they could potentially play games at Angel Stadium while the Angels are on the road and that stadium's just open like 24/7. That'd be a trip. It's, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Maybe they could use mm-hmm. a college field in the meantime cuz if you're not going to have any fans, then what's so bad about using a right. college field? It's not like there's anybody there to watch it anyway. Do you guys so you could go to like maybe CSU um I don't know, Santa Barbara or something like that, where it's not in LA County and just go play over there. Do you guys remember when uh, like the Yankees and stuff would play exhibition games against college teams? They kind of were already doing stuff like that, but with fans, you know, they, uh-huh. they do the little league game where they have a game at night at the little league world series. I think they had one at the college yeah. world series. So they, I mean, the problem isn't getting to these places. I mean, I'm sure these venues would love to have the MLB, the NHL, NFL, NBA, whatever, wherever they end up. I'm sure they would love to have the league there. It's just a matter of getting to the process or getting through the process, I should say, to get to playing the games. Like, guys, I don't know if you obviously didn't read this, but there was like a 67 page report dropped on the MLB and the MLB players over the weekend laying out only the health code stuff only the health stuff not even they didn't even get oh, into right. pay they didn't even get into schedules only the health code stuff this was talking about no high fives no sunflower seeds and i'm reading up on all this stuff all these health code violations or preparations right. mlb is trying to put into place i'm reading this while i'm watching ufc in jacksonville florida and there's a guy who's literally pouring blood out of his forehead in the middle of a fight right. but are we really worried about sunflower seeds and high fives come on i don't think i'm going to go to a live sporting event until at least maybe late 2021. Probably won't be allowed the, to. The reason being, well, it's not even not being allowed to. The reason being, I'm not. it's not even a safety issue. It's just a, the sake of watching the game. You know, like when you go to an NHL game, there's there's a rule that kind of makes sense, but it's also kind of annoying. Like if I get out of my seat to go get a beer or some nachos and I come back and the puck is in play, I can't go to my seat. I have to stand in the hall. I have to stand in the, in the, out, the hallway until the play, until play is dead. Because they want to, you know, they want to save me from getting hit in the head by a puck or something. Which I mean makes sense if you're if you're at the right level. But if I'm all the way in the seven hundreds, not going to get domed by a hockey puck. Let's be real here. It's a stupid rule. It's a stupid thing that they do. The whole thing I'm getting at is, I don't think I can go to a sporting event if I'm if my entire experience is going to be dictated and governed by just safety rules. 
You know what I mean? Like, how annoying is it going to be if I have to stand six feet apart from someone to get a beer? Dude, okay. How let me, annoying let me is stop it be if there. there's like a line limit for, for the bathroom? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get the inconvenience on the fan part. But, dude, what are we going to do if Kershaw strikes somebody out and goes and high fives somebody? Are we kicking them out of the game? I know. Like, what, like, are, you, like are you disciplining these guys because somebody high-fived the teammate? Somebody didn't go elbows, you know, to celebrate? What if LeBron yeah. James high-fives or gets some spit on him in the middle of a game? Are you going to shut it down and send him, you know, almost like a, the quiet room for concussion testing? Are you, what yeah. is, is there going to be a COVID room? Like, there's so many weirdness, and yeah. I think it's an overcorrection. You know, like pendulum swingings, we fell so far into the panic mode of COVID stuff. I think we're swinging so far back out of it, it's going to be, it's an overcorrection, in my opinion. Right. It, it, maybe it's just sort of a scenario where they'd rather be too safe. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you, you brought up a really good point. Back when we talked about uh, leagues disbanding seasons, you said that no team wants to be the last man standing because if you're the last man standing, you're the people are going to be criticizing you. I think it's one of those things where the MLB would rather be too safe than just do what yeah. they understand is the bare minimum. And you know, essentially what's all, all that needs to be done and be crap from everybody else because they're not following the regulations. Cause again, all it takes is one person to get sick and suddenly you're going to bring up, well, you know, look at the MLB. Baseball's been back and people don't wash their hands. Yeah. They're not. They're, Rudy they're Gobert shut down other. all you know four I mean? sports leagues. <laughs> like Rudy Gobert he had an outbreak and they're, he shut down all sports. I get the guidelines that MLB put out. I get that they're trying to be overprotective. But at the same time, I guess my thinking is, is that you just can't live in fear about that stuff because right. when you play sports, you're going to be around other people. I mean, it's just how it works. So you're telling me like, okay, use LeBron. Like if he high five someone, forget the high five. You're literally like in basketball, especially when you're down low in the paint, yeah. it's a contact sport. So guys are sweating on each other. So for example, like if I'm guarding LeBron and I'm trying to guard him down low, my sweat is going to drop onto like maybe his shoulder, his hand or something like that. And he's going to wipe his face that might have my sweat on it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I mean, that's just human to human transfer. It's like, there's nothing you can do do about it i mean yeah. you can take as many precautions as you can but at the end of the day there's only so much if it's going to happen it's going to happen there's I only think, so much you could do i think the the minimum thing or the things they should integrate is just you know no press in the locker room uh just the team personnel keeping tracks uh, of their of their players taking their temperatures for the the foreseeable future because the, the thing is like think about it it's just this is never going to end like where do we draw the line and I, I understand this is a highly contagious uh, disease. It's, it's, it's shut down the world. But if you're willing to bring this stuff back, you need to understand the risk. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, is it worth it? You're, you're going through all exactly. these uh, hoops and, you know, over all these hurdles. Yeah. One, is the, is the game even going to be the same? Two, it's going to look weird. People are just going to make fun of it. And three, mm -hmm. these are athletes, a part of organizations and teams that have top of the line A1, everything you could think of when it comes to, you know, them staying in A1 top of the line athlete form. You don't think like they're going to have the precautions worked out to keep them clean at least, or at least be safe when they're in their facilities or in a game or so. Let them sweat it out, dude. The UFC has been in Jacksonville, Florida for like two weeks. They've had tons of fights. They've had bleeding. They've had spit. They've had wrestling. They had one case. They took care of it. And that's it. All this is doing is making the game slow down and be just be dumb. And people are going to mess up. Yeah, rules aren't realistic. Athletes, just, are, they're just not. Athletes are going to test positive. Like that's a fact. There's no, yeah. there's no way we're going to come out of this and people. It's just going to disappear. There's going to be no new cases. Athletes are going to yeah, test and, positive, dude. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. You, you, either either they get it there or they get it out in their day to day. Have a plan for that and, the, and go about your season. And the other thing is too is that you can't change athletes' mentality. They when they're in the game. They have like this macho, like I'm going to win mentality. You think they're really going to pay attention? Like, oh, I can't chew seeds. I can't chew bubble gum. I can't, you know, spit. I can't do high fives. Do you think they're really going to pay attention to that when all their focus is on the game and, you know, trying to win? It's not going to happen. My, my biggest hold on, thing hold on, hold on, real quick. Let me, I'm going to jump off that because I just had a thought in my mind. You're in the NBA. You're driving to the rim. You look up, you uh -huh. see Rudy Gobert guarding the bucket. What do you do? Does that not cross Pass your it. mind for a split second? Pass it out. Pass it out. <laughs> Dish it's, it to the corner. It's it's almost like you you have to realize this for the rest of his career, regardless of whether it's people actually being weary of him or just trying to poke fun at him, he's gonna have that with him forever. 
And that that's that's the thing too, though. Like a lot of times on Twitter, when it comes to certain athletes, I'll forget they do things, and then people will promptly bring it up. Remember, all you need is one person, and I promise you, there's going to be at least one person who never lets him live it down, and he's always going to bring it oh, up. Oh yeah, so the, for the a, comment section on anything he ever oh, does yeah. will be COVID jokes for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. and until yeah. he and until he hangs them up and he calls it a career, he will always be known. As the guy who single-handedly shut down the 2020 NBA season, that's just how it is. That's the truth. I'm sorry. Keeping that in mind, if I'm driving to the, if I'm driving down the lane, and Rudy Gobert is right there. <laughs> this is me personally. I am dunking it, and I am putting that man on a poster, and I am making everybody remember. This is what you get. This is what you're gonna look like for ruining my season <laughs> and for ruining everybody else. Well, I'm going to put you on a poster. About, I'm going to autograph it all the time, and you're gonna Tyler's, have to stare think, at it. Tyler's dunking on COVID. <laughs> think about think about not even that but think about the 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 internal drama that must be on the jazz because you heard you heard yeah, rumors he, of donovan he, mitchell refusing to play with gobert yeah, he, anymore he because infected he hates Don, him. He infe- i mean i don't want to say he infected but he probably gave it to donovan mitchell there's no way to say he gave yeah. it to him but i mean if, if the shoe fits kind of thing but yeah there was yeah. inner turmoil and then now you got guys in the locker room probably picking sides i'm assuming they're all on donovan mitchell side right. because rudy gobert was the first one so he didn't really take it very seriously i don't know if you guys remember but he was wiping the microphones. Yeah, the, the, the news conference at the end of the game he jokingly touched everybody's phones and now this 60 days back, later 60 days later we don't have any sports still this goes back to what i was saying and what we were talking about about the whole baseball thing and the last man standing it was bound to happen looking if we look back well, obviously looking back now we can already tell that some eventually something would have happened where they would have drawn the line and canceled the season. However, because Gobert did what he did, he's viewed as the scapegoat. He's viewed as the person that ruined the NBA season. And that just applies the same philosophy for everything. All it takes is one person. And because of that one person, you can ruin the entire season and people will follow you to the end, blaming you. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And if anybody out there is listening and has some decent Photoshop skills, I'd love to see Tyler Photoshopped onto any oh NBA God, player yes. dunking. But any NBA player it doesn't even have to be <laughs> somebody, onto Rudy Gobert. This. Bugsy Moogs, maybe Tyler's face on that would be pretty funny. Uh, just any kind of Bugsy Photoshop skill, Mugs. do it and tag him on Instagram. What's your Instagram, Tyler? Uh, it's Tyler the Board Op. I would love to see any Photoshop. If you cut a picture of my head and just tape it onto a player dunking on Rudy Gobert I would be yeah, any quality I want to see them all tag at tailgater sports on Instagram tag Tyler we'll make sure we'll, we'll repost maybe a few of them if they're if they're good enough hashtag dunk on COVID all right guys so I may have lied a little bit in the intro now that I think about it because I'm pointing towards the end the light at the end of the tunnel the return of sports the possibility of the return of sports in in uh, arenas around the U.S. stuff like that but I Guess I lied because there was actually live sports going on earlier this week. NASCAR returned to Darlington, North Carolina or South Carolina, one of those two. They raced yeah. in front of an empty tr- track, I guess, a race track. Shows how much I watch NASCAR, guys. This is where I'm going to get here. So they obviously set crazy numbers. 6.3 million tuned into Fox to watch it because, obvious, it's the first live sporting event in, like, what, 50 days in the U.S.? Yeah. Only thing on. So, everybody, of course, is bringing up the joke. Wow, people are so bored, they're sitting around and watching NASCAR. Me, myself, I was not part of the 6.3 million to watch NASCAR because I was bored or because there was nothing else to do. But, Uh I want to ask you guys, were you one of the 6.3 million to get their sports fix with a little bit of a turning left over the weekend? I, uh, I was not, but it wasn't because I chose not to. I just didn't even know what was going on, you know? Like I, I feel like whoever broadcast it must have not have been felt confident about what they're broadcasting because I didn't see any ads oh, no. for it. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. I mi- I must have <laughs> missed it then, dude. I missed you it. Know, I would have watched it. I just I missed it. I'm going to agree with Randy on that. I also didn't watch it really? because I had no idea what was going on. I did I had not no see idea. a single ad anywhere. I and you know how like we're on Instagram or we're online and you see ads for everything. I did and my phone knows I'm a huge sports person. I did not see a single ad. Watch now <laughs> now we're gonna get now we're gonna get like six thousand ads for NASCAR. Oh, because yeah, we yeah, mentioned yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not trying to trash NASCAR. It's never been my cup of tea. Tailgater sports sounds like a perfect coupling with NASCAR. I know there's some crazy race day traditions. Um, I've always wanted to get into, uh, is it considered the pit? Like the little middle area where all the campers hang out oh, for NASCAR yeah, races? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, okay, I, but here, here's, here's my, 
here's my my argument for that though. Uh-huh. We're from California. Mm-hmm. California's never really been a predominantly NASCAR state. No, no. I, I think mean, we, we have, have we have Fontana. We have Pomona. We have Pomona. We have Fontana. And I think Irwindale. Irwindale. I yeah, Vegas has a pretty big one each year. But yeah, like yeah, it's not. I mean, it, they're big. People come in, but oh, yeah. it's not like covered like a massive thing in the city. That's for sure. So guys, we obviously talked about how there's 6.3 million people watching NASCAR earlier this week. Later this week, there's going to be a golf event, all right? So another kind of situation where golf kind of gets ripped on a little bit for being boring. It's a niche kind of sport. If, you don't, if you're not into it, you're not As into it, it should. right? But again, it's the only thing on. It's going to be live. It's going to be something to watch, something on the weekend for people to watch. And here's a little kicker for you guys. If you've been following mm-hmm. golf or if you've just been following sports, I guess, it's going to be a golf match between Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and Phil Mickelson. So it's going to be Peyton and Tiger versus Tom and Phil Sunday afternoon. Are you bored enough to watch golf this weekend? No, not not even not even those guys could get me to watch golf. Maybe it's a maturity thing. Like once I turn thirty-five, borderline forty, I'll get into golf, but. In the meanwhile, I just, I can't, man. I can't, I cannot watch it. I'd, I'd rather watch NASCAR and maybe like keep an eye out for a crash or something or something cool happen, like a, like a burnout or whatever. But I just golf. I, I can't, man. It's there's, it's so boring. Golf. I feel you need to have a, um, maybe you need to have experience playing golf. Like I, myself, I don't come from a golf family. Yeah. Or very I, niche. I, no, it's a very, it's a yeah, very, yeah. like, if you're not raised with it, it's harder to get into, I guess. A little slower than most things. Tension span could be a problem, I guess. I would say I, I would definitely watch golf before NASCAR. Because, I mean, Why I knew though? I knew it was NASCAR least... was going on. Didn't flip it on. Didn't think about it for a second on my weekend. Golf, though, I can actually sit and watch. Surprisingly, because I, I didn't watch it as... I did not watch it as a kid. It kind of came on later in my life. So maybe the mature thing is something you're onto there, Randy. But I've kind of gained a, a appreciation for the difficulty of golf. You know, and then especially with it going on Sunday in the middle of all this crap going on, I'll probably turn it on for a little bit. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, maybe they'll have a few little jabs at them, you know, at each other. They've had some little quirks online via like Zoom press conference and stuff like that. So I think the characters within this will drive in even more people. You know, there's going to be tons of football people watching just to see Tom Brady and Peyton Manning interact. But then you got the golf crowd because of Tiger and Phil. And then you got just the people who will want to watch something on a Sunday afternoon. So I think this will probably even be bigger than the 6.3 million that watched on mm. Fox for NASCAR. Golf to me is is definitely an acquired taste. The same way where if you had a certain food as a kid and you hated it, but you've grown up and now you like it as an adult, golf is kind of the same way. Because I remember when I was growing up, see, there you go. See, when my dad, uh, when I was younger, my dad would watch every major tournament every Sunday and I could only sit in there for five minutes at a time. But I noticed that around the time I graduated high school, slowly and steadily, I'd catch myself watching golf a little bit more and more to the point where if the masters or another major tournament was on right now, I could watch a full round. I could maybe watch the whole weekend of it. Like I actually enjoy golf for what it is. I really enjoy watching it. So I can I'll see probably tune in and watch it. I can see the highlights of the masters, you know, on ESPN where they show the guys putting on the, the green coat and the last shot. Yeah. And yeah. was cheering and stuff. Like that's cool. I think those are, those are pretty cool moments. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Tiger Woods. I would to, need, uh, I guess as far as possible as for someone who doesn't watch golf. But whenever I see those highlights, I also think to myself, I cannot imagine having to sit through the entire masters watching to see who wins. Yeah. And it you got to think about it. Dude, those, those tournaments start on Thursday. Like you're catching yeah, man, the dead long. end of them. Like they start on Thursday. Like, you know, depending where they are, you know, bright early because they got to do it before the sun goes down. So you're missing like 90% of it before that even gets underway. The reason why I, I watch golf a little bit more is because I know that I can't play quarterback in the NFL. I know I can't play point guard in the NBA. Like I know I can't do this, but I know careful that I could hit a ball into a hole. I'm not saying I can do it at a professional level, but I know that I could do something as simple as hitting a ball into a hole. So when I watch these tournaments and the guy has like maybe a three, four foot putt and he chokes it, it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, I could have done that. It's It, it makes okay. them feel, like, right. normal to me, and I guess that's kind of why I like it. Like, I don't while, while, while people are Photoshopping uh, NBA players uh-huh. uh, dunking on Tyler, <laughs> uh, make sure to leave a comment about how crappy he would actually be at a golf game, probably. Like, I golf, would be terrible. Golf, as far as the obscure sports go, is as is about as low in the barrel as you can possibly get. Like, think about it for a second. 
Why was golf never an Olympic sport until recently? Because it's not that interesting. You know, it's such a niche sport. It's one of those things where either you grew up into golf or, you you know, well, really, that's it. You just grew up into golf. I don't know. So are, are you more willing like, to watch NASCAR or golf? NASCAR. Think about it. NASCAR, think about really? all... Think about all the car racing adjacent leagues there are. You got the F1, you have NASCAR, you have the the like the the Baja 300, the you know. See, like see okay, well now you're getting a little like, crazier. I'm talking no, turn no, no, left no, NASCAR. No, I would watch I, I, Formula One. I'd watch Baja, like uh, the gumball races. I watch dirt bike. I watch like all the Red Bull series. That stuff's crazy. Right. NASCAR but, though, the, it, though, the turn left only for 500 miles just okay, never got I, me I, going, man. I just, didn't okay, rev me, my engine, I guess you could say. <laughs> stupid. I hate myself. I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to take into what Randy said. Where, oh, golf isn't an Olympic sport because it's too boring. But yet we have something like synchronized swimming, something that nobody watches. Because that takes yeah, that was a crappy. That was a crappy. Takes, uh, crappy that, no, it's that's, not. That's a, bad, that's a bad take right Dude, it, the rest the, the rest of the world, the rest of the world felt that synchronized swimming was more compelling than golf. You're telling um, me. You're telling. Hold on. Hold on. You're telling me. You would go to a synchronized swimming event and not and not be like this is actually kind of cool. You're gonna think no, this is stupid. I'd be bored out of my mind. This is so stupid. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. No, I get the skill that it takes, but I would much rather watch golf and I'd much rather play golf Look, I just, than try to do I, a synchronized swimming. I think, dive. The, I just don't I think like the biggest it. takeaway from all of this is just right now we're 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 reaching for quarters, but we're really getting pennies. Because the reality of it is, most people who hey, watch you're NASCAR, reaching for quarters, man. I'm reaching for whatever I can grab. <laughs> you're look, you're getting no, you're picky about your golf. So dollars, no, man. I'm just. I'm look. I'm saying, if we're being realistic here, and I'm obviously again, I'd rather watch NASCAR. That's. I'm not saying or insinuating that I am an avid NASCAR fan. However, when it comes to NASCAR, the reality that I picture is most people that watch it, they probably watch the first couple fifty or so laps, fall asleep, wake up with like. 25% of the races left and they just watch the rest of it or it's one of those things that you kind of check in check out of you know what I mean it's probably different when you're there in person because all the actions in front of you and it looks a lot cooler but as far as TV goes I can if I had to choose one or if I had to predict which one I could stomach the most I would choose NASCAR just because it makes it make it makes sense there's it's more cool things nothing are going on though but the same applies to golf though no, dude, golf. You no, got eighteen no. holes. You got like no. thirty people golfing oh at one time. Gosh. If if a good broadcast, you're you're never looking at nothing. It's a maybe shot I to the next never, hole. To maybe the I've next just hole. never seen. Maybe I've just never seen a good golf broadcast. Watch uh, watch watch this weekend, Randy. Let's we're gonna get your opinion on it next week. Uh, How's that? What, and this on? you're gonna what, be spoiled because this will be fun. It's on like TNT or True TV, something like that. Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods versus Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson. So I think you'll at least be entertained enough by the football tie-ins. Yeah. Um, my, my money's my money's on Manning. Yeah, and, I guess uh, Peyton Manning's like a Tiger, really good golfer, actually. Yeah. So I can't imagine Brady. What if Brady t- hurt something during this tournament? Think about right. how pissed Bruce Aarons and Tampa's going to be. Think about how happy Tyler would be. Out of his, oh, I know. Oh, oh, I'd celebrate. No, I'm just kidding. I don't wish harm on anybody. But oh. Only for his team to get railed by the rest of the division. Oh, God. He would have to go out of his way. I think to hurt himself. I mean, it's really hard, Fuck, man. That's twisting motion. Golf. That's twisting motion when you tee off. That's a that's a. You got to think maybe Phil will be all. Yeah, that's right what there. I was thinking too. Maybe, but maybe Phil Mickelson's taking all the tee shots or something because mm. um, I obviously don't know yeah. all the rules. They're doing some kind of special rules, best ball or something like that. I, I didn't read okay. too into the details of the game itself right. because or they like, could be uh, playing. Brady. They could be playing backwards for all I know when when I watch it. So yeah, or like Brady and Manning, uh, they they play, they play a cleanup. Yeah, like the putts or something like that. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To finish the hole, something. I think the easiest way to settle some of this is to get Tyler on a mini golf course. I think so. I mean, oh, that's I'm pretty so pretty easy so. to document. Golf and stuff where they film the Karate Kid is in Downey, about fifteen minutes from my house. Let's do it. Um, and then maybe we'll get you on Holy Moly with Rob Riggle, Steph Curry's show, and then Tyler's famous, Dude, and then we could ride the coattails for once. They fil- they film so in Santa Cruz. That's so ironic because I saw an ad for that earlier and I was just like, this actually looks pretty cool. It, I didn't know that it was a f- like a crossover with almost Wipeout, like the obstacle course. I thought it was just going to be yeah. cool little like, you know, like interesting over the top. That's that's uh, such a mini golf show. But it looks it looks funny because you get to see people wipe yeah. out and then you get to watch mini golf, I guess. So I, I just watch for the golf. Like for whenever I do watch mini golf, I'm like, come on, let's see the obstacle courses because everything else about that you know show what, is, uh, dude? is a little rough. I can't believe he wants to watch for the golf. I, I, dude, it's exactly like what the hell? 
Mini golf is much different than, okay, where in the PGA Tour do you see them playing with a giant dragon? What I'm getting out of this is that Randy's favorite part of Happy Gilmore is the part where he does the practice putting on the mini golf course, not the actual competition or anything like that. That's what I'm getting out of this. I'm going to go ahead and say something that I know for a fact is going to piss you guys off. Never seen that movie. Oh. Wow. Why is Randy on this podcast? Right. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here, man? Oh all, right, all right, fine, 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 fine. It's fine. always this on week, TV, this, too. It's not like it's hard this, to find. This I don't have cable. Oh, I do have cable, but I don't have that channel. Here, I'll tell you what. This entire week, the rest of the week, I will dedicate just to golf. So I'll watch Happy Gilmore. Yeah, okay. I mean, I wasn't asking and, for all that, but okay. sure, man, go ahead. If you guys are so convinced that I'm going to enjoy golf this much, Happy Gilmore and uh, uh, watch that stupid. Well, you'll enjoy Happy Gilmore for like not the golf. You'll enjoy Happy Gilmore for like Adam Sandler and the hockey references, true, stuff like that. True. For Bob Barker. Yeah. Bob you know, Barker. like there's plenty of golf to keep you interested, but I wouldn't call that. I guess I would call it a golf movie, but definitely watch this weekend and tell tell us what you think. And it's right. dude. And this is I like this Patty is Shack. Kadashak's a good one. Yeah, Kadashak's funny. And this is this is like trying to get somebody to eat something that's covered in sugar at first. This is like the candy for you, Randy. Like we're handing you two QBs and two golf legends in like a gimme game, like a gimmick. Right. This isn't even like the 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 vegetable course. This is here's your dessert if you want to learn about golf. But I I, this is also such like a unique sort of niche event though that. Is gonna get me into golf, and then golf is gonna rip my just yeah, rip probably. my soul out. You're gonna be yeah, this it's is gonna like, be overselling and underperforming. Exactly. This is like back in high school when they would come take your blood, and then one the one time they would come, they'd have snacks like treats and all this stuff, and then the next time they come, they have nothing. It's like great. Where are my snacks? This is good. This is exactly what's gonna happen. I'm gonna get into golf and be like, oh, this is cool. This is pretty fun. Then I'm gonna try watching the PGA Tour and be like, this is absolute dog crap. How did we not talk football yet? We, I mean, we, we've touched on QB talk. There was an NFL schedule release, guys. I mean, uh, I after our last, I think it got dropped right after we recorded What's New last week. And the second we stopped recording, Tyler was rattling off all the all the damn Atlanta Falcons games and, you know, force feeding us all his Atlanta Falcons takes and all blah, 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 propaganda. blah. So we're going to put it down your throat. Take it in, baby. <laughs> it's Falcons here. Propaganda. Oh, so we're gonna give each, we're gonna give each one of us a little bit of a soapbox time here. I mean, maybe not soapboxes. We're not gonna really rant and stuff. But we're gonna give mainly Tyler, I guess, the opportunity to talk a little Falcons. But we're not gonna force feed it to us. We're gonna each go through. Randy's gonna give us the one Packers game he's looking forward to since he is the resident Packers fan. I'm gonna give you one game I'm looking forward to for my Bills, and then. Tyler's going to talk to you about the Falcons for probably 20 minutes. And then we're going to all dip our feet into the national schedule and tell you a game we're looking forward to not being played by our home team or our favorite team, I should say. So I'll start with my uh, my team, the Buffalo Bills. For those who don't know, I'm a huge Bills fan. Bills Mafia blood mm-hmm. runs through me like wine. It's kind of a weird year for me being a Bills fan because, you know, like I said earlier, Bills fan, you think misery right away. So we've only been on recently on this backswing out of decades and decades and decades of just being let down. Figure we didn't we didn't make the playoffs for like I feel like twenty five years. But this year, a little different. Two playoff trips, three seasons. So the Bills got a lot of primetime love that I'm not really used to. So I was already kind of nervous because the Bills let you down whenever they're on national TV. Yeah. And the Bills have, by uh, I think it was Pro Football Focus, like the fifth hardest schedule this year. The AFC East got paired up with the NFC West. So we got 49ers, Seahawks. We got um, New England Patriots are in our vision. We got the Steelers. So there's a bunch of actual pretty hard games for the Bills this year. And almost all of them are in primetime. So I know I'm going to get roasted eventually. But the one primetime game I'm looking forward to is Week 6, Thursday Night Football, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. It's the first primetime game of the season for the Bills, week six. Up to that point, they've already played the Jets, Dolphins, Rams, Raiders, Titans. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe they're going to this game with maybe four and one, maybe three and two at the very least. Big litmus tests, defending Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. It's pretty huge for the Bills. I mean, I can't remember a game this big on national TV. I mean, we had Thanksgiving against the Cowboys last year, but this is massive. Mm. And it's a huge litmus test, and I'm already kind of nervous for it. It's week six of next season. Primetime stuff is exciting, dude. Honestly, there's nothing better than a Sunday night when your team is playing primetime. And you're a Packers fan, so you always get primetime spotlight. Aaron Rodgers, Packers, like the Bills haven't had any, really, I feel like, in my life. And whenever we do, we lose. We gave up, uh, I think, Tony Romo threw like four interceptions on a Monday night game against the Bills back when I was in high school. We lost. We lost. He threw like five interceptions and we lost by a field goal. And now to come out of that, I mean, I feel 
it's kind of crazy to have four primetime games for the Bills. I mean, got two Monday night games. That's insane to me to even think of. Yeah. They mm-hmm. find ways to lose on national television when everybody's like looking at them for the first time. And then even then it's like, oh, we remember we're Buffalo. And then we fall back into being Buffalo while everybody's watching usually. What about you, Randy? Um, where are you going to be watching Jordan Love this year? <laughs> <laughs> so the schedule from right off, right off the get-go from the beginning of the first couple of weeks, some pretty good exciting games. We got the Saints in week three and then that uh, some some bird related team in week four. Um, hey, hey, hey. But uh, and even even the like the week after that's the bye, and the following one is Tampa Bay. The game that I'm looking forward to or looking forward towards the most, Week Nine, San Francisco 49ers at San Francisco. It's a Thursday night game, and the reason why I'm so excited is because last year just showed how terrible Green Bay is in California. We got the crap smacked out of us by the 49ers not once, twice, and then we got absolutely railed by a, in a abysmal Chargers team that had no business doing what they did to us. So I'm looking forward to, especially because week nine around that time is, is really when the teams reach the pinnacle of what their season is. And that's really from like, either you keep on going up or you start the slow decline towards great. We're not going to make the playoffs this year, you know? So I'm excited because I feel at this point, if our team is legit, we're really going to see it all come together and, and see just how well we are and how well set off we are. Because again, this is a Niners team that's still going to be strong. It's not like they lost a bunch of people on, on during the off season. It's a strong team that definitely thinks uh, they have chances and aspirations to make it to the Super Bowl again. So, uh, or make it to the Super Bowl. So we, we just can't, you know, we have to come and we have to be ready to deliver. So week nine, San Francisco, Thursday night. That's the game I'm looking forward towards the most. So I went ahead and double-checked the schedule real quick, so I want to be absolutely sure. We have some excellent games this season that I am greatly looking forward to. The first three out of the first four weeks of the season, we have Seattle. We play in Dallas against the Cowboys and then play some stupid cheese team from Wisconsin. And then... The, and in uh, week 12, okay, you need to calm down Easy over there. Dub. I'll make you in a nacho cheese boy. Easy Anyways, uh, week 12, I think we have the Raiders, I believe week 12. That's another game I'm looking forward to. And that's actually a game I'm going to try my best to actually go to Atlanta and attend. Okay. But we'll if see. Let fans we'll see. be a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. We'll see what happens. But as far as the game that I'm most uh, excited about, it's actually the last quarter of the season. And I'm excited and terrified at the same time and here's why week 14 is against the chargers in la i'm super excited because if they let fans back in i am going to that game no questions asked. you will catch me there it's going to be a lot of fun the last three games of the season weeks 15 16 and 17 is where i'm absolutely terrified oh, i just looked at the schedule right now That's- week 15 at home against tom brady and the buccaneers week 16 in Arrowhead in late December against the Chiefs. Week 17, back in Tampa Bay against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. We Oof. have to face Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady again the last you're, three weeks of the season. I am terrified, but at the same time, I am looking forward to it because if by any means they win two out of these three games, I will feel so confident, assuming we are playoff eligible, I will feel so confident going into you're missing, it at the end of the season. You're missing a pretty big thing, though, because since instead of highlighting a game, you decided to highlight a, a chunk of the, the schedule. Let me also highlight <laughs> the fact that in the weeks before the Chargers game, you guys take on the Saints twice. Yeah, well, since we're, since we're there, that was going to be my national game to, that I was looking forward to, and I hate giving Tyler some more talking points, but I'm surprised that they're opening the season with a Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, first of all, Tom Brady with the Bucks, second of all. First game without the Patriots, third of all, in the Superdome, fourth of all. Like, this is all the, this is all the big hitter stuff. I get that the Sunday night game is, is SoFi's first game. Dallas in, in L.A. facing the Rams, like, that's massive. But I feel like all the boxes are checked for that Tampa Bay at New Orleans in week one, Brady versus mm-hmm. Breeze, to be in a better time slot. Like, maybe, you know, I guess, I mean, I guess there's not too many afternoon games going on in that slot, but... I figured that they would have wanted maybe double up the Sunday night games that week or something because right. Brady versus Breeze in general is crazy. But then you throw all the outside storylines coming into that. Dude, that's where you want your eyes. You're looking at the schedule right now, the disrespect that they're giving to both, not even both, to just the Falcons. I mean, obviously, as the season goes along, the NFL makes adjustments and you know promote teams to prime time and they'll you know they take it away or whatever but from look from week 11 which is the beginning of Saints Raiders Saints Chargers Bucks Chiefs Bucks 
the week 11, 1 p.m. game. Week 12 against the Raiders, 1 p.m. game. Week 13 against the Saints again, 1 p.m. The, the Chargers, a 4 p.m. game, uh, which would be 1 p.m. here. And then the Bucks, 1 p.m. Chiefs, 1 p.m. Bucks, 1 p.m. Those are pretty good matchups. Those are make or break yeah. matchups. They're pretty late, so they they can probably flex some of them. It's funny to see how many uh, Patriots games are still in prime time. Like they're buying in, and those also are. are there's some weird rules about certain ones that can be flexed, that can't be flexed, stuff like that. But I keep right. thinking about how this was kind of what they were doing with the Warriors to start the season. They had tons and tons of prime time TNT, uh, TBS, ESPN, yeah. you know, games scheduled. Then they sucked. Then Curry got her. Then Clay got her. And they, those primetime games started falling off the schedule. You know what game I'm actually kind of excited for? And I, I mean, I really, it, it all depends on how good he does during training camp. Uh, week one, right off the bat, Chargers Bengals. You know, J- Joe Burrow, you're assuming, is going to be the captain of that shit. And maybe Herbert somehow, I mean, not that I'm, not that I wouldn't be, it would be a surprise, but beats out Tyrod Taylor for that number one spot, too. You got Tyrod, you got Herbert versus Burrow. Week one, Bengals, uh, Bengals, Chargers. I think that could be a potentially. I don't think Herbert beats cool. out Tyrod though. You don't think so? Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Do you think he beats him out or what? Um, I th- I think he actually beats him out. I like Tyrod, but I think Tyrod people, are res- people don't respect Tyrod, dude. Well, nobody's think- ever respect Tyrod. Why? I know he's he's he's, he's he was. He's I mean, really I'm a little biased. I got state. I got a Tyrod Taylor jersey hanging in my in, like five feet from me in my closet, so I'm a little Who biased. What was that? Hey, hey, no, I love Tyrod, but here was my thing, and I was talking to one of our guys who works for the Chargers. Shout out Rich about Tyrod Taylor. And I said this exact same thing. He's a QB who won't lose you many games, but he's also a QB who won't ma- win you many games. He's also a QB he's who won't get you to the promised yeah, land. Yeah. He's a, he's a QB. who's not going to throw you out of a game, but he's probably not going to throw you into a game either. He's very, he's, he's a scrambler, which helps a lot, but he's not going to win a lot of games, which in Buffalo, after the decades of crap QB play, that was like gold for us. But I think it's going to play out a lot of like how it played out in Cleveland when he was in front of Baker Mayfield. He's going to start. He's going to have a some choppy play. People are going to call for his number, and he's either one going to get benched a, a couple weeks in or get hurt, and then Herbert comes in. He, Herbert will probably play at some point and be named a starter, but I don't think it's week one. I don't think Tyrod's going to get beat out. I don't think they want him to. I think they would rather have him sit behind Tyrod and learn a little bit. Now, before I say my national game, I wanted to point out uh, something to you, Eric. My brother is a massive New Orleans Saints fan, and he was also wondering why that first week matchup against Tom Brady is not in prime time. We looked at the schedule, and we realized that the Saints actually play Week 2 Monday Night Football in prime time. And the reason they're in prime time that game is because it's going to be the first home game for the Raiders' new stadium in Vegas. And my thinking was is that they don't want to put the Saints back-to-back weeks prime time because it looks a little biased or something like that. Yeah. So I think that's maybe the reason why they're not uh, playing Brady in a primetime game in the first week of the season. So, like, that has some water to it. I'm not sure if that's exactly Yeah, I mean, I'm knows. sure there's reasons, but, I mean, at one point this was a blank schedule. I think they would have just – I thought for at least they would have at least – thrown Tom Brady and Drew Brees prime time both times, not in an afternoon game on week one kind of thing, you know? I, I know there's reasons. Yeah. There's probably obviious plenty of reasons, contracts, stuff like that. Uh, venues got to be ready, stuff like that. But I was just think that, okay, we could already pencil in Tom Brady, Drew Brees in Atlanta or in Tampa Bay and in New Orleans prime time both times kind of thing. Hey, we were robbed. I agree. We were robbed. But uh, as far as my national game goes, uh, the NFL uh, Monday Night Football schedule the past couple of years has been kind of eh. And the rumor as to why that is, is that because ESPN, apparently their writers have been criticizing the NFL. That's just a rumor I've heard. But this year, week three, Baltimore, Kansas City, Monday Night Football, you're going to have Lamar Jackson, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes two of arguably the best teams in the AFC last year, arguably the AFC championship game we should have had until the Titans upset the Ravens. I am looking forward to that game. It's going to be, I I expect no defense whatsoever. I expect just constant offense, constant touchdown, a constant barrage of points. I expect the game to go like 70 to 65. We'll see what happens, but that's the game I'm looking forward to. And a Monday night football of all things. Yeah. That is a game knowing that I have to get up for work at one 30 in the morning. I will gladly stay up until that game is over just to see how it ends. Yeah. And that's, that's so early in the season too. You got to assume that somebody's going to be a little out of shape going into Arrowhead. And, and I kind of like that. It's in the beginning of the season because 
the amount of uh, the, the chance of a superstar getting hurt at the beginning of the season is a lot lower as if you were to put that game on Monday Night Football and say like week 15 where everybody's banged up and everything like that. I feel like these guys will be close to 100% assuming that nothing happens in the first two weeks and we could actually get like a really decent game. I'm expecting it to be something like the Chiefs-Rams Monday Night yeah, Football game we had a couple yeah, years I'm sure back. the NFL that's would the love another 50-50 burger um, in, on a Monday Night Football slot while everybody's watching. So God, I hope they don't have any stupid theme songs this year. Oh, they will. They will. Are you ready for some football? What's wrong with that? Back in the day, That's dude, that was back in the day. That was that was a classic. All right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap up this episode. We keep progressing, so hopefully, the next time we record, we're talking about a return date instead of just the possibility of returning being an option. Um, trekking in the right direction, though, I guess is is something to take away from this podcast. Get it to California. Let's do it. Before we wrap it up, I need to mention, of course tailgater sports follow us on instagram at tailgater sports if you have any of those photoshops of tyler duncan on covid or duncan on rudy gobert add them to your instagram story tag at tailgater sports tag at tyler the board op we'll share the good ones we'll share the bad ones maybe we'll definitely share one if somebody photoshops tyler duncan on dwight howard or maybe even dwight howard duncan on tyler so Mm -hmm. make sure to get those get those on your instagram story at tailgater sports is the tag at tyler the board op Randy, do you have anything to say in closing? We don't even need anything crazy. You don't even need to be good at Photoshop. His head could even be the basketball that someone's dunking, and that would be enough for me. Yeah, we, cold, man. Yeah, I, I call him the punching bag for a reason, guys. He, he's great at absorbing <laughs> this kind of stuff. What about you, Tyler? Look, if someone wants to take the picture of Kobe Bryant dunking on Dwight Howard and just put my face on Kobe, I am totally okay with that. Let's make it happen, people. Let's see what we got. Randy, I went the whole episode. What's your Instagram handle? I went, We've been plugging Tyler left and right. Ew. Um, but the, we made it an hour into this thing almost, and we haven't even plugged you once. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is hey, it's Randall, and since Tyler always likes to bring this up, it's Randall with one L, not two. Sweet, yeah. So get them in, get those photoshops in. If you want to Photoshop Randy onto fun, onto fun stuff, do that too. Why don't you? I'm at eSoundWave on Instagram. Remember, follow at Telgator Sports for all the updates, all those unbiased memes. And uh, just to have some general fun around sports. Hopefully, we have more to talk about and live sports to talk about in the near future. Until then, guys, peace out. Tailgater Sports. 